are here drinking Bacardi and beer in this little beach bar near the docks. Island music they love best is what they request. Get some dancing in their flip flops and crocs. Babes in bikinis kissed by the sun, and the boys of summer showed up for some fun. Watching pretty snowbirds fly across the floor. Everybody's hoping to score. I'm a son of a beast. They say an interesting man. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the studios of Radio A1A and a very, very special production of a live interview here at noon with the amazing talent of Mr. Bertie Higgins, who will be joining us from Burbank, California, that's a Hollywood area of California, Los Angeles, in just a moment, and uh, we're going to enjoy hearing about the latest from the world of the man who coined the phrase Trump Rock, who is responsible as much as Jimmy Buffett for what we are doing on Radio A1A and the parrot head world everywhere. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bertie Higgins. Good morning. Well, uh, good afternoon. Good morning to you in, in uh, California, Bertie. Well, thanks, Harry. See? Hey. I'm here sitting <laughs> at my desk and uh, drinking a cup of coffee and getting the day going and packing because we're moving back to Tarpon Springs in January. Big announcement there, sir. Tell me more. Well, you know, I've been out here 13 years. I've made... I'm working on finishing up my 25th album right now, and I've done a lot of the later ones here. Always do the tracks in Nashville and the vocals out here. Right. Um, and has I've also produced five feature films. So we've been busy. My son directs, and the other one uh, handles all of the props and set design. So uh, what I'm are... leaving the boys out here. I see. Which is going to be tough because we're very close oh, to the boys. Man. What are their children. names? What are their names, if I may? Well, the two out here are Julian, who's uh, Julian's 32 now, and Aaron is 29, wow. 28. And uh, that's Julian and Aaron. If I have two other children, my daughter Kim lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. Nice. Works for South Airlines, and Damien is Diesel Boy, <laughs> one of the top brave DJs in the world, and he's living in Brooklyn. So Whoa. those two spread out for me. But going back to Tarpon, I'm going to be very close to Kim. So. Wow. And she's work, working at the Tampa Airport. Yeah, we're with Bertie Higgins right here, and this is the live interview with him in Burbank, California. And we're coming to you from the Florida Keys, and uh, you've had such a wonderful life of music and entertainment and movies and uh, media of all types. But, of course, I guess you would uh, say our home folks here in the Florida Keys are most fond of your music about Key Largo, your involvement in Isla Mirada, and now your latest venture from Key West and the movie Beach Bum. Is that right? Beach Bum, was that the name of it? Yep, it was Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey and yes. um, Jimmy Buffett's got a, a little part in it. Who else is in this thing? Seth Rogen, I believe it's Seth Rogen, Seth and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, did so, you? Wow, that is, what a combination. And basically, what uh, will be your feature in the film, if I may ask? Well, I'm on stage in a bar called the Schooner Lounge. Ooh. And uh, 
Matthew's on stage with me. It's a pretty crazy thing. I was just shooting this last Monday, which would have been the 4th of December. Yes. And I was just Key West. And I uh, love Key West. Oh, and man. I love Key Largo. I had a bar there for several years. Yes. <laughs> but McConaughey is just a great guy. He's a sweet guy. Good actor. He, you know, he won an Oscar. And, uh, but he's just a sweet guy to work with. Very, very humble. Good guy. Well, Bertie, I'm going to tell you something. They couldn't have picked a better guy than you, maybe Buffett, I don't know, but to to give the the, the feeling of being in the keys musically, uh, and um, uh, I cannot wait for this film. Do you know the date of release by chance? No, the, they've got, they. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a 30-day shoot. I think they closed <laughs> down right after Christmas to start editing. I expect it'll be out in about three months. Oh, oh, that'll be fun. Well, you know, having you come back to Florida, I'll just have to say we're very happy to welcome you home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. <laughs> and, and that brings me to, My, oh, go ahead, please. Yes. It'll be right after Christmas. Oh, it will. I expect to be moving into my townhouse down in Tarpon, on the 9th of January, oh. so it's pretty close. We oh. have a lot of packing to do. It's really a lot of, oh, I you know, imagine. when you live in one place for 13 <laughs> years, you pile up a lot of stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm too lazy to go through it all to figure out what I want. <laughs> if I still have it, obviously I wanted it, so there it is. Oh, you still have the Keys disease. It never left you, did it? <laughs> a little lazy. <laughs> My office wall here is there's no space left. There's movie posters maybe 14 or 15 golden platinum oh. albums on the wall from around the world. Birdie. It's been a heck of a year. I mean, I was knighted. Um, I know I'm Sir Birdie, and I've just got an honorary PhD in music mm. from Hanover University oh. in Germany. Wow. So every year I was inducted into the Florida Music Hall of Fame, and uh, just really crazy. You know, it's been a heck of a year. I, I haven't toured a lot. Most of it's been in China. Right. Right. But uh, when may we in Florida be able to come see you? We're we're uh, sort of uh, in uh, we sort of enjoy your um, how can I say this? Your trop rock music is different from a lot of it. Trop rock music, since you created it so so many years ago, has now influences of all different types of music. But. The folks in Florida consider you the maybe the original form of that, uh, and where, how may we see you? Uh, you mentioned that there are some upcoming events that we may be able to share uh, with you, right? Well, I've got one in Inverness, uh, Florida, coming up. I believe that is in um, February. I see. But for sure, I've got the Ritchie Suncoast Theater in Newport Ritchie on February 17th. Ooh, that's going to be fun. I'm I'm trying my best to work it to be able to, if with your permission, we may be able to broadcast that uh, live event, yeah. if that's possible. We're working out the details with everyone involved. But in this case, uh, so Inverness, folks, is, is around the uh, Tampa area, too, a little more towards the center of the state. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. So I'm doing a show in Inverness. Yes. And I don't have that information, but I do have the Ritchie Suncoast Theater in Newport Ritchie. Yes. February 17th. The doors open at 7 o'clock, and the show starts at 8 o'clock. So there it is. I would imagine that also. It may be sold out by now, right? Uh, Would that be sold out, you think, uh, the the Port Ritchie one? Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Oh, my God. We did the Chasco Fiesta a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it's the largest 
probably ever had in the park. So it, it, it's pretty, and that's also in the Newport Ritchie. I see. But uh, the Louis Pappas or Jackie Pappas Jr. Mm-hmm. approached me to a show at the Sponge Docks at Tarpon Springs, <laughs> which I probably will do. That's in April, but I haven't got the contract uh, filled out on that yet. Well, can I ask you? But we're going. To- yeah. Uh, yeah, may, go ahead. may I ask you, um, when you say concert, are you there on a stool with your guitar and yourself and doing a songwriter type of thing, or are you with a band? Describe what you're talking about when you appear, because uh, it's been a, been a while since I've been able to uh, catch one of your concerts, and how are you doing well, it? I, Does, mm-hmm. It's not going to do a, a, be a single, even though I may do a couple of songs with just me and a guitar, but I see. it's my band of pirates. They'll be with me in all these locations. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that varies in headcount number in the band. We, our tours in China, we have eight people on stage, including me. Ooh. And some of these smaller shows, we go down to four or five people. I see. I see. Yeah, that'll. Well, get your tickets or or see the scalpers out front in Port Ritchie, <laughs> and it's at the it's at the Ritchie Suncoast Theater. Is that right? February the seventeenth. Correct. All right. Um, do you, um, at your performances, I guess, would be a couple of hours. A couple, uh, do you do it in two shows? Uh, do you, how do you choose your set list when, when you perform? Will it be some of the older ones you may have, may have written in Florida? Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to how you, how you create your shows and how they, how they're performed. Well, it depends on, uh, it depends on what uh, mm-hmm. they want. Yeah, see. Uh, I've, done, I've done all the way down to a duo, which is me and my keyboard player. Oh, we did that in St. Martin last year in the Ooh, Caribbean. Nice. Um, uh, but the big band is sounds fuller, of course. But a lot of people prefer me as a single, which I just don't do much of that anymore. It's always good to have someone with you, especially the keyboard player, because he's been with me for 25 years. Oh, yes. Um, and I'm still writing songs. I just finished the title song on the new album, which is Son of a Beach. Yes. And right now, that's not being released till right after the first of the year. But in soft release, we're pushing yes. almost... 900,000 streams on Spotify with that song already. Well, it just played before this interview began, and I, I, I'll tell you, if, if, uh, the def, if you look in the dictionary under Son of a Beach, you, be, you should see a picture of Bertie Higgins or me. <laughs> Stuff like that. At any, yeah, at any rate, uh, yeah. And I've written, uh, I'm still writing. I mean, I just wrote a one called Dreaming Again. Oh, wow. I'm working on one right now called Saltwater Boys. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, now, that certainly is going to be straight ahead to Trop Rock. I see. Uh, Son of Beach is Trop Rock. Yes, it is. And oh. I remember when I coined that phrase. Please tell us. Yes, tell us. Which is short for Tropical Rock. And uh, a lot of people have are working under that. Uh, name the title of what type of music they do now. Uh, what possessed you? I know you mentioned you just put tropical rock and you shortened it, but I mean, there had to be some uh, some thought about that as you tried to describe. I mean, someone must have said, "Hey, describe your music, Birdie." You know, in the beginning, when you were just beginning songwriting and beginning performing. Uh, you know, I also began in the music business on the Redneck Riviera. You have you've got a great song called Redneck Riviera, by the way, uh, on the Upper Gulf Coast, and we we were struggling in the early seventies to describe 
the music we were playing. We really didn't know what it was. It wasn't North Carolina beach music or Carolina's beach music, and it wasn't uh, the Caribbean calypso type of thing. It was, was it Gulf and Western like Buffett describes it? How would you describe your music and how you came to that point of calling it drop rock? Well, I started off with how I grew up. I'm, I'm a saltwater boy. I mean, I grew up in the water, basically. Sure. Yeah. I was a diver. I was a sponge diver. I was a spear fisherman. My father taught me how to feed the family if we had to from the Gulf of Mexico, and a lot of people live their lives like that. So I started adding certain instruments like congas and then steel drum, of course, ah. and uh, acoustic guitar mm. to a feeling of a song that had a title, uh, like songs like Miami Moon or, or uh, <laughs> All Night. These things all have a nice mellow something but there is some rock there but uh, most a lot of it's mellow sure um so i hung the title trop rock it just kind of fell into my brain one day um well sir thank you from all of us in that business you have created an industry within itself there are now over 12 radio stations that primarily broadcast trop rock uh, Radio A1A, which is our our uh, mother station, we only uh, broadcast original uh, independent artist trop rock music. And where you come in, basically we have to speak to the actual artist. And your interview with Lyle Wilson almost two years ago introduced right. Bertie Higgins to Radio A1A. And folks... If you listen right now, you will hear a Bertie Higgins song almost every hour on Radio A1A. And we thank you for that, sir, for doing that. What are we talking about? Key Largo. Oh, yeah. We're talking about all of your music. is <laughs> programmed. To you know, when I sat on my <laughs> publisher's desk in Atlanta, Bill Lowry, and played Key Largo for the first time with my old beat-up Martin guitar, yeah. he got up all 400 pounds and started dancing around the desk. <laughs> And he said, Bertie, if this song ever gets legs, it'll live forever. And yeah. right now it's being featured on uh, yeah. the Matthew McConaughey movie. Warner Brothers has a new series out called Disjointed. It's being featured there. Wow. And it seems to never go away. And yeah. people seem to really like this song. And when I wrote it, I didn't know what I had. I'd written over 200 songs already. But when he stood up and said, you've done it. and uh, And it was a struggle to get it going. But... It still lives right now very strongly, on and on, man, on and on. Well, when I sat at the Caribbean Club there in Key Largo at, on their back porch, and I look at the Florida Bay out there and the palm trees swaying, the crystal clear water, the song that comes to my mind is Bertie Higgins' Key Largo. Uh, you know, and, and I, I envision that you were possibly, maybe even sitting there when it, when it, when the uh, the inspiration came to you. Could you go back and maybe revisit how how you came to do a song about Key Largo? Well, growing up as a boy, my father and my brothers and I went did a lot of crawfishing down in the Keys during season, and that's when I fell in love with it. And um, of course, I had my bar at Isla Mirada for five years, which was just a great spot. Rum runners, but, right? Uh, yeah. My girlfriend and I had split up, and I really loved her. Oh. And. Uh, and I was all brokenhearted, and we liked old black and white Bogart films. <laughs> we're, first, we're especially enamored by Casablanca and Key Largo. Oh, yeah. So I said, the only way I'm going to turn this girl around is to get something on the radio. So I wrote Key Largo. 
Actually, it came from two different songs about her, and I combined the songs oh. and uh, came up with a final version of Key Largo. But she heard it on the radio and came back, and we got married, and we're still married. And we have two great kids, so dreams can't... You can turn it around if you try hard enough. And you did, Bertie Higgins, I'm going to tell you what, man. Um, we just want to thank you for, here in the Keys for, for sort of... You know, the Keys are an unusual place. And by the way, folks, he mentioned crawfish or crayfish, whatever. That's what we call lobster down in here. <laughs> the conks call it, call it crawfish, it right? <laughs> well, crayfish, I always thought, were mud bugs growing oh, maybe up so. in the swamps of Louisiana. <laughs> Crawfish is what we always call it. I see. Okay. And we sure ate a bunch of it. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, a major portion of our listeners continuously are independent songwriters in the trop rock profession. And um, thanks to you, you've inspired, uh, you know, I would say probably in excess of thousands of independent uh, songwriters to be able to dip their toe into trop rock. So they're listening. My advice to guys <laughs> go ahead. don't quit. Don't Stay quit. with it. That's what I was going to ask you. What would you say to them? Don't quit, huh? Keep writing, no matter what it is. Yeah. Keep writing. Yeah. Because that's the whole key to the industry is songwriting. And I'm a little disappointed right now with what's popular on radio for... Uh, sure. What I call mainstream radio is just, I don't know, it seems like the great American songbook it might, might be dead. <laughs> I keep waiting for it to turn around, but and it may. Every now and then something will pop up that's really good. And a lot of it's in the country music market, even though that's becoming more and more yes. like standardized rock and roll. Yes, it is. It seems to me, and, and, and may we speak to um, uh, an issue that, that has been a concern of ours, is the fact that there are people using songwriting formulas and the, the mass commercial distributors, aggregators, wholesalers of music want these songs to be written according to a standard uh, template. And they, they're plugging in these things and it's coming out somewhat, you know, I, I guess without any soul in it or what what's your opinion about that i know you didn't write according to a template you wrote according to your heart didn't you yeah i still do i mean if the chorus doesn't fall in the right place yeah fine just write it <laughs> even though it's nice to have a repeating chorus uh, because it sticks it in the listener's uh, head after a while hopefully sure, sure sure but i was listening to three spanish angels this morning you ever Ooh, hear the song yes indeed oh wow well i heard uh, a guy named, uh, was it Jimmy Johnson? No, who was it? Um, Jesse Johnson, maybe. And yes. Allison Krauss do a duet with his song. And that doesn't stick particularly with any formatting I've ever heard. Uh -oh. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. They do, re they do repeat the chorus, but there's no huge crescendo of music. It's kind of an interesting piece, and I, I respect that. It manages to get airplay on radio. Well, we're, we are we're speaking with Bertie Higgins here live on Radio A1A. You'll be able to hear this interview again in our podcast distribution on iTunes and also SoundCloud and most everywhere else. We'll be posting it on social media, but gosh, we're not through yet, uh, Bertie. If you have some more time, we would love to... Uh, to talk with you further about some uh, some of the other things that, quite frankly, 
Um, there have been a ton of people since we announced we were going to do this interview that have written me and say, would you ask him this? Would you talk, would you talk to him about this and that? Well, you've, you have covered a ton of it so far, but uh, a, a lot of people are interested. Um, you have 25 albums, is that correct? Is that right? That's correct. And in each one of these albums, would you consider them a unique uh, in- individual type of creation from a different, um, you know, coming from a different place? Or, or, you know, someone that can produce that many albums, obviously you're over the age of 30 because it takes a few years to do 25 albums. <laughs> and, well, yeah. There's some of those albums that have repeating songs compilations. I see. But worldwide, there's at least 25. I, I know see. I've got a new one in China. Uh, and the big song in the Pacific Rim is not Key Largo, it's Casablanca, which is twice uh, the downloads and popularity of, a, of Key Largo. Right. I wrote that or co wrote it about the same time that, we, uh, that I wrote Key Largo. And to me, it's a better song, even though it's not as intimate as Key Largo. Yes. I don't know. What do I know? What mom and pop's going to like? I have no idea. I just what whatever comes out comes out, and there it is. Well, um, yes, and you're I'm putting, international. I'm, you're an international performer. And when you say that more people uh, have tuned in and and like the, uh, that song than Key Largo, that means you're making a presence. Your presence known with mom and pop China, China Germany. Europe, uh, England, Romania. It, it, I mean, it always it always surprises me when I look at our listeners and I can locate their IP address since we're a streaming radio station, and it comes up, um, you know, some uh, the Russian Federation. They're listening to Drop Rock, Birdie. I know, and Russia. I mean, let's go down to Greece. Yeah. I mean, it amazes me too when I see royalty reports coming from all over the world. Sure. Pacific Rim, Malaysia, Myanmar, Vietnam, um, Japan, uh, Thailand, Taiwan, South Korea. I'm getting airplay all over the world, and that's where the knighthood came from. And also the fact I've done a lot of charitable events over the years, and uh, my father taught me you got to give it back. And uh, well, what did, what would, need- what is your your charitable outreach? That's a good time to mention that so that you can give them a plug for everybody out there listening. Well, we just raised, and I was the only act, and I'm proud, we raised over 600000 for handicapped Chinese children in Hong Kong. Oh, and then, uh, And then I, I support the American Cancer Society, the yes. Boys and Girls Club. Wow. Uh, preservation of wildlife in Florida, especially the brown pelican, and that's through Ralph Heath, who's had his issues over the years. Yes. But he runs a Suncoast Seabird Sanctuary. Well, I must uh, help restore the lighthouse off Tarpon Springs. It's been there since the late 1800s. Wow. Uh, I did several concerts to raise the first seed money. I mean, just to get the thing appraised was a million dollars. Oh, my God. But it's going to be prepared. Then we got the state of Florida to step in as a national, as a state park. So it's finished. It still looks terrific. And uh, we're working on now getting a larger light. But just stuff that I have a lot of heart for. Um, but well, always did that since I was a kid, started off in this thing. I mean, if there was a charity, I did a lot of shows for nothing just to do them and get experience on the stage and charitable events. And that's how the knighthood happened. So, Well, speaking of when you but were, it, when you were a kid, if I may go back that far, um, when uh, one person asked me to ask this question, what was the time, wh- when and where, if you can remember this for me, uh, for us, 
when and where did you step on that stage the first time? Where was your first gig? Well, it wasn't music. It was as a ventriloquist. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can I do that. Off with, in fact, I made my own dummy from scratch and started winning talent contests at the high school and Lions Club and things like that. Wow. And then uh, my grandmother bought me a for real uh, puppet, yeah. and, you know, sitting on my knee. And I did that for three or four years, but I started stuttering, so the puppet and I were both stuttering, so it didn't work out. <laughs> and my mother had a ukulele, and she taught me how to play the four-string ukulele, four or five chords. Super. And then I started playing drums, and I was Tommy Rowe's drummer for several years. Really? But in the midst of that, I picked up a guitar, a Gibson, as I remember, and started doing bars around Florida by myself with a drum machine, which uh, they, they weren't manufacturing professionally, but they had a wordless chair that fit on top of your piano. And I had one of those, and I had uh, started playing bars, and people... Wow. We have, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on an interview live. Okay. Folks, this is a live interview, and it's, as you can hear, Bertie's a family man. <laughs> well, we've got a kitty cat that we both love and never thought I'd become a cat guy, but he's... <laughs> He's a jerk sometimes. He, I had to go to China two Christmases ago and leave Bev at home. She'd, she'd been over there enough. It's kind of burnt out on the travel. I can imagine. And I bought her, I bought her a little kitty cat, black as, black as the ace of spades. And What's his name? We named him Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> wow. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, folks, you're hearing the real Bertie Higgins on Radio A1A right now. We're we're simulcasting on Cruising Country Radio, and you um you have some cuts on that station as well, Bertie. So when we hear, that's one good thing about and and why uh, Lyle Wilson and I created Cruising Country Radio is that sometimes the song just doesn't drop rock, but it deserves airplay as well. So thank you. Uh, I, I mean, you have provided. Uh, a great deal of energy to he and I and to all the Radio A1A family, Dave and Gay Burks over in, um, they live in Inglewood, um, uh, Florida. And, uh, Inglewood's a great, great little town. Yes, I like it, it. Yes, it is. And then we have uh, Lisa and Kenny Burke, who do all of our graphic work and our promotions for Radio A1A. They live in Port Ritchie. Not New Port Ritchie, but that little bitty conclave <laughs> called Port Ritchie over there. So I'm sure you're very... Well, that's, mm-hmm. that's just across the river, and there's a lot of old Hollywood actors. Mary Pickford, all those people built homes on the river. Is that right? So it was kind of their Florida version of Hollywood, and those homes are still there. Uh, amazing touch. I think Chaplin even had a place there. Amazing. That's a beautiful little town too. It is. It's just a little, just a little spot in the road, but it's right at the mouth of the river that goes into the Gulf. Beautiful place. Bertie, we do a uh, we do a um, every year during Meeting of the Minds, which is the m- major convention of parrot heads in Key West. We do <coughs> we do something called a pit stop party tour. Uh, for the meeting on the way to the meeting, meeting of the minds, and our first pit stop is in Port Ritchie at a place called Gill Dogs. There in Port Ritchie, and uh, and uh, we have chosen that as probably one of the most concentrated areas of trop rock music fans in all of Florida, which possibly could be the entire world. Don't you? Don't, well, think, is, don't you have something to different. do with that? I mean, you probably have something to do with that directly. <laughs> 
I don't know. My mother went to Gulf High School, and she just turned 101, so the family goes back a long way in that area. Johnny Cash had a place on the river for years. I don't know, man. You know, I grew up in that. It's only eight miles from Tarpon Springs, so it's all in the. uh, It's all in that circle. Wow! Can Um, we say hello to your mom? She's 101. She'll be 102 this May. Wow, how amazing. Uh, you know, when you get our age, and I'm sure that I'm probably a little older than you, Bertie, but when you get our age to have your mom around, I still have my mom too. Pretty special, isn't it? I mean, just to talk to special. someone a hundred years old? My goodness. Yep, she's seen so much, had seven children, lost two boys when they were in their teens. Oh. That was tough on mom and dad. I don't oh. know how they got through it. Cause oh, being a father, I don't know if I could get through that. No, that's tough. At any- yeah. At any rate, yeah, she's in a nursing home in Tarpon Springs, about five miles from Newport Ritchie. Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful that she's around to be able to, to, to visit with your children and your grandchildren. And uh, that's just, it's something very special because it, it, that's where you come from, Bertie, right? I mean, she's probably your inspiration in some big way, I'm sure. Well, she got me started on the stringed instrument, as I said, the ukulele. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Uh, but I was always attracted to the stage, and uh, it still isn't easy to get up there. I'm telling you, it's difficult. Uh, but when you play a song like Key Largo or Casablanca overseas and they go crazy over it, it really is something great to go through your heart. Oh, yeah. I know when they knighted me out here at a mission that was built in the 1700s in Mission Hills, California. Yes. Prince invited me. It was when they put that sword on my shoulder. It was a goosebump. I'm telling you, it was really. Oh wow! I never thought in a thousand years I'd be ever be knighted or be an honorary doctor. Was your mom able to see that or to uh, to experience the fact that you you this has happened to you? No, but I did have some family come out. Yeah, I, from Tarpon. I see. I mean, to, for a mom to have a son who has been knighted and is Sir Bertie Higgins. What a great thing, huh? <laughs> That's not. It, the, it, PhD and PhD in music by chance Hanover University you said in Munich Germany yeah in fact we were just over there my sons and I we were shooting part of this new documentary on the creation of a sound called rock and roll by Bill Haley and the Saddlemen before they were the Comets I really got tired of hearing Chuck Ray or guys saying, well, I'm the father of rock and roll. They're not. No, they're not. I've got the whole story. The largest Bill Haley Museum in the world is in Munich. If you can imagine. I cannot. Well, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know that. That's something. Everybody, the largest Bill Haley uh, Museum is in Munich, Germany. Interesting. Right. It is an amazing place, too. Well, uh, you know, it's the Christmas season, and we're going to go ahead and date this interview. This is a live interview, folks, on Radio A1A and also Cruising Country Radio with Bertie Higgins. Joins me from out in Burbank, California. And being the Christmas season, I want to ask you something about your Christmas album. It's called I Saw Three Ships. I Saw Three Ships. Well, that was the original title. When they released it overseas, it was simply called... Bertie Higgins, the Christmas album. I see. But it's got two different pieces of artwork. In fact, you can go get a copy of it or download it on CD Baby. Yes. Uh, which is not is not my label. It's just whatever I release under my own hat. I see. Basically, I'm distributed by Universal Music on the big project. I got you. Toucan Cove distributed by Universal. Um, 
I'm uh, speaking of another album. I'm, th- I'm I'm doing a compilation of just ballads. That's it. Got you. All the ballads I did since 1981 through 2018, and it's a uh, it's a box set of two different. There's about 35 or 40 songs on now. These songs have been released on other album projects, but there's no rock and roll. It's all ballads. Oh, how nice! Some some trop rock ballads. And so I'm going to release that, and it's called From the Heart. Oh, neat. Uh, will you be including some uh, new new things on that one, or on this? Uh, the new ones will be on the uh, Son of a Beach album? Son of a Beach album, yeah. I see. Okay, all right. And that is expected to be released uh, at what point in time, Bertie? I think at late January, early February, it'll go to mainstream radio. As I mentioned, we're pushing sure. over 800,000 downloads on Spotify already, so people like it, so... Hopefully we might get a runaway train. Ah, that would be be great. great. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. You're hearing it here first, folks, uh, on Radio A1A and Cruising Country Radio with Bertie Higgins. Uh, and uh, we're going to keep playing your music. Uh, I don't think there's any possibility for us to to refuse because we get so many requests. We've got an automated cre- uh, requ- request widget. I'll get it out in a minute. That just just you know it stays loaded with requests from folks wanting Bertie Higgins music. And uh, one more thing I'd like to ask you. Um, it just so happens, and I've talked to Sissy about this a little bit. Is that, and I've also talked to a couple of our sponsors, one of them being America's Benefits Association, which is a, an amazing sponsor of ours who provides uh, healthy care benefits throughout the United States in, uh, in answer to Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. They are, are hoping to step in and possibly sometime next year in conjunction with the Key Largo Chamber of Commerce and Radio A1A and hopefully bring you back to Key Largo, which it won't be such a bad drive <laughs> from Tarpon Springs uh, in the future, and hopefully have a special event down here. Would you be interested in doing something like that if we can make it happen, Bertie? Sure, absolutely. I'd love to play Key Largo again, I, the, the town. Yeah, I'd love to play it again, Isla Mirada, Key Largo. Cool. Would be great. Okay. Well, that's about uh, uh, as, um, as much time as we have it's so valuable t- uh, time here to uh, to spend with someone who is a legend, a legendary person who coined the phrase trop rock music, Bertie Higgins. Um, would you like to to wish everybody a Merry Christmas or have something to say to anyone out there special uh, uh, as we I end know, our boy. end our interview? Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year to everybody out there, and God bless you. And I've got to go to the restroom anyway, so we'll cut it off. <laughs> That'll work. Don't <laughs> cut don't cut it off too short there, Bertie. <laughs> My friend. Thanks, Harry. Uh, uh, happy good holidays. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, God bless and All right. I don't like happy holidays, but I'll say that anyway. Uh, boy. Uh, Merry Christmas then to you, Bertie, and to all. Okay, God bless you, man. If you want to learn more about me, go to BertieHiggins.com, B-E-R-T-I-E-H-I-G-G-I-N-S.com. Or put my name in YouTube, but my website is BertieHiggins.com. Bertie, Email me if you get a chance, okay? We'll do that, and thank you so very much, Bertie. We appreciate it very much. Hang on the phone, okay?